0: Hi, you're holding baby, so now like we can't be all excited every time we start the show. No,
1: not at the moment, sorry. I feel like
0: I have to be like very quiet, baby time. So we decided to just really quickly get here and and record a little intro for you guys for this amazing episode that we have coming up. So this isn't obviously a full episode, it's really just to touch base with you all and to thank you so much for everything that you all have done.
1: Yes, thank Um, you so much for being a part of the community and for participating and for everything.
0: Yeah. Cause we started this year, you know, crazy stuff. No. So speaking of all the March. stuff that, you know, we have asked or that, you know, we asked our ladies, do you want to go ahead and answer the same questions that I um, posted to them? I can start just in case yeah. you're not ready.
1: Yeah. No, I just don't have them in front of me. So if you could read them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Then, yeah, so yeah. the first question that I asked is our gear, like what we use to record. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have a MacBook Air and that's Mm -hmm. like my trusty piece of hardware that I have. I'm not sure I could do everything I do without the MacBook Air because it's so fast. And Mm -hmm. now whenever I go into the iMac, I feel like I want to slip my wrists (laughs) just from going from thing to thing. I have a Nessie uh, USB microphone from Blue which I started to use, but now I am currently using the Zoom H2n as my USB microphone, which I find to be a better quality sound, not as many popping peas and sibilance and all things like that. So I really, I really sibilance. love it. Sibilance. Uh, I use Ecamm Call Recorder to record our show, and uh, I do a lot of sound leveling in Amadeus Pro. And I put the show together in GarageBand. Uh, after that, I uh, edit ID3 tags using a piece of software called Vision, Fission, F I S S I O N. And I FTP uh, all the files into Libsyn using another app from a Mac app called Forklift, uh, which is, you know, whatever. Good for that. Now, wow. yeah, so those are my, I know, right? <laughs> Your turn. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's not as complicated as all that. I, I uh <laughs> I um have a MacBook Pro. Um I think it's two thousand eleven and I record using I have um I used to not use headphones, but now I have Bose noise cancelling headphones and a blue snowball. So I use the headphones because sometimes I would get an echo um when I didn't. And so I put the show together in GarageBand. Oh, and I use Skype with Ecamm Call Recorder for the interviews. And then when I'm just doing a solo show, I just record directly into GarageBand. That's it. The end. That's it, and that's all,
0: baby. That's it. The end. <laughs> I know it's really cool that when you guys hear everybody else's stuff, it's going to be really fun. It's there's like a, almost like now I think over sixty re- resources now with all the wow. stuff that we've mentioned. It's insane. It's amazing. Um, so, what's the biggest lesson that you learned this year, podcasting, Miss Jessica?
1: Mm. The biggest lesson I've learned this year. Um, I guess I would say um, consistency and and planning ahead. I I find that having as many shows ahead as possible is really key to being able to schedule out your life. Because the first year I did it, I was really butting up against the wall every week. And this year I got a better handle on the schedule and having some in advance. So that, you know, if I have like a month's worth in advance, then I can, you know, Relax and reschedule, and if someone cancels on me, it's not like a big disaster. So, just doing as much ahead as I can is the key, and using as much help as possible too.
0: Yeah, outsourcing that's been huge. Been huge. I yeah. What about you? I think the biggest lesson that I learned was that it doesn't matter how much you study something unless you're doing the thing that you've studied, you really won't know it. (laughs) So true. Because, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for quite a while and, and I, I started years ago and I started doing it one way and, um, I've been, you know, in the business for quite a while, uh, meaning mm-hmm. in the industry, not necessarily mm-hmm. in the business, in the industry. So I do know everything inside and out in terms of listening to podcasts and whatnot. But something different happens when you produce something consistently for a, a, a period of time. And since I started producing the feed in June, I don't remember, it's been a year and a half now. So whatever that is. Uh, and now with She Podcasts. <laughs> Some There's a deeper level of learning that happens with having to produce two shows, which includes all the stuff that you talked about, being able to kind of time manage a lot. And you also get very good at certain, doing certain things, things become clearer, um, and you do become more of an expert of your own show. So mm-hmm. it's, I feel that instead of, and, and the the ladies say this a lot, so instead of thinking that you have to know it all before you start, you really will only learn it really once you start and once mm-hmm. you do it consistently, because then you'll, it, you'll may be able to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so true now, uh, Jess, uh, what do you think about um, the things that you would like to say somebody that's starting out? Mm, You hear him snoring? He's so loud. I know. He's very cute, though. I mean, come on. That kind of snoring is like the cutest thing ever. (laughs) So loud.
1: Um, Okay, so to people first starting out, my advice is usually um, try and get the target audience down. Really know the person who's going to listen to your show because everything else, the content, the branding – Everything else revolves around that listener, and if you don't, if you're not sure who's going to listen, it's probably not a good concept. And so, like for example, if someone was thinking about doing like a a local, see, I, I'm not a really big believer in local podcasts, like a, like a Delaware podcast about people in Delaware. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't, you know, I don't recommend that because who, you know, you don't know who would listen, who would listen to that? Is it just? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you have to get a target audience and it usually needs to be like broad, I think. Broad enough where you can get a decent amount of downloads. If you want to make it a, you know, a decent, have a decent following. If you don't care and you just want to open your mouth and speak, then I guess it doesn't matter, right?
0: Right. Well, sure. you know, we're going to test that notion because Rob actually just jumped, launched another podcast. Did Rob he? Walsh, my co-host. Yeah, he's yeah. doing a Kansas City startup oh. for po- podcast. See? So he's even much
1: more narrower. It's that's like, really narrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope he knows. But still, I mean, what's the potential there? Is so it like a couple hundred. And again, if he if he doesn't care because he knows that audience and they, he knows they're interested, then that's great.
0: Yep.
2: So we'll
1: see. But maybe yep. Delaware is not the same as Kansas. City. <laughs> <laughs> we might be a little behind, more behind than others. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I think for for newbies and just do it you know it's the same it's the same thing that um we were just talking about, again that she podcaster's mentioned many many times you know when you and i decided to do this to launch she podcast we we basically decided like one day and we mm-hmm. recorded like four episodes the week after that and we mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then it was really just the the time that we took to edit the four episodes and kind of space out when we were actually going to launch it so mm-hmm. it the wasn't the website and yeah, stuff yeah it right? wasn't it was really We just did it. We just dove
1: in. Yeah, we recorded first because because you know why, and that's actually that is really good advice. Because what's the point in building a website and marketing it and promoting it if you and I didn't have good chemistry, right? If we didn't, you know, if we didn't speak to each other well or if it was awkward, then you know, there's no point in but yeah just turn on record and see how it goes and see if how it, goes it goes well then you can build around that I, yeah. that's really good that's true it's really,
0: it's really it, true. that really worked out well for us because then it took us you know it took you to, cuz you built the website and i edited the, the first four shows and to end you know we mutually kind of collaborated on the artwork and all that fun stuff but everything was sort of super collaborative mm-hmm. on the moment the spur of the moment we didn't really have deadlines for anything other than for maybe the when we were in quote launch, like whenever yeah, we would right. just let it go. That's but even right. then I think we pushed it a week and it wasn't, yep. I, I, you know what? I didn't feel any pressure from that. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like,
3: Oh my God, we have to do
0: like, Yeah, no. I don't know. I think it, it was in the consistency of it that our community has grown and, um, has done what it has done. I, I didn't feel any pressure from, from new and noteworthy. I didn't feel any pressure from having to get people to rate and review our show and, and, nope. It was all an experiment, yeah. It was, but just, I uh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, I did feel like there was a need, and, and a, no matter, True. and that's the other thing is that no matter how this is, and maybe this contradicts what I said earlier, but no matter how small the audience, I felt like there needed to be a show like this for whoever it was, even if it was 10 people. I didn't care, right. Because you, know. you but,
0: well, the thing is, you had your foot in the like you, you, you had, you were in the pulse, you were teaching a class, you were teaching a, yeah, true. you know, you, you were in it. So you knew that there was only so much that you get with a how to podcast sort of course. And yeah. then there's the other aspects of it, which is just after you launch, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't, I mean, I guess you could have like an ongoing thing, but. Still, it doesn't. It doesn't have the drive that having. Gosh, we almost have a thousand she podcasters in that group,
1: which is insane. I know. It's grown so quickly.
0: Yeah, and it grows own. like a couple
1: people a day. I think.
0: Yeah, it's pretty yeah, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. so we are super proud of all of you. Thank you so much for participating yes. in this feat and. You know, uh, it's so funny how I get, I get like, I hope this is good enough. I hope this will be valuable. Or yeah. my audio quality is not so good, and I'm like, guys, you got the in. That's like step number one. And mm-hmm. thank you for sharing your voices. And we don't care if you're perfect. And or who, who, who nobody's gonna yeah. go like, oh my god, she, her, she's cute. totally blowing up her peas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody's gonna be
1: judging <laughs> I you. Forgot who that was, but that was really funny. My peas are popping. I it's
0: know. Like, oh, and never it's, mind then. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, we're super, super glad to have you along, yes. and we have so many wonderful things coming up this year. My belly is is just tickling with excitement for all of the stuff that's to come. So, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. And now you get a chance to hear from like a plethora of she podcasters. So if you don't finish this episode because it is a marathon episode today, you can just keep on playing it for mm-hmm. another week. <laughs> it'll be here. It'll be here. It's not going
1: anywhere. And yes, it'll be I...
0: great as a as an opportunity to get inspired. So. Here we go. Here
4: we go. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov from the Fearless Launching Show over at annesamoylov.com forward slash show. And I'm going to answer these three questions that Elsie asked me. Um, I use the Yeti microphone. I do have a new brand a new pop filter, which was very important with all my whistly S's. And I record either straight into GarageBand. I sometimes, (laughs) I'm still figuring out my workflow, so I'm sometimes editing um, on Audacity. And if I'm doing an interview, it's just usually via Skype and call recorder. So the biggest lessons that I learned this year about podcasting is first, um, that your workflow is everything. And as soon as you get it down to a science, then things are a lot easier. But if you struggle and try to do your posts or your shows every week, you can't do it like a blog post where you might be able to write it a couple days in advance. It's actually much better to have a studio day to, um, to work uh in chunks of time and that's really what's saved me this year. And one piece of advice that I would give a newbie podcaster just starting out is to set a studio day for yourself and just either record depending on what type of podcast you're doing either record all your interviews or at least a bunch of interviews at least for that month or a little bit of um bleed over to the next one um and try to get ahead like that, because it's a lot easier. And also, if anything goes wrong with your audio, you do have time to re-record it or re-interview someone. Um, Also, I highly recommend doing what I'm about to do, and that's getting someone who can at least give you the right settings, help you get set up technically, because a year later, and I'm still Trying to figure out how to make this all work for myself and doing it on my own, and that's why I am going to someone who's going to be mastering everything and producing everything. So I love she podcasts, Elsie and Jess. I really this is my this is actually my favorite podcast right now. I I am excited. I was listening to you guys in the gym, in my house when I'm cooking dinner. I just love your banter back and forth, and I just I love what you talk about. So thanks a lot and have a great 2015.
5: Hi, I'm Julie Fouch with Ms. Kickass Biz podcast at www.misskickassbiz.com. I record on a blue snowball microphone and do all of my interviews on Skype. And then I edit on audacity. So pretty basic. I'm a brand new podcaster this year And what I've learned is that it really takes a lot of work to put out a quality podcast. So you want to make sure that what you're doing, you really, really love. Don't do it just because people think you should, but do it because it fills you with joy. I love doing interviews and meeting people and sharing with the world. And my big advice is to get help Don't try and do it all yourself. You know, plug into somebody's program like Jessica's Great uh, Podcasting School for Women or use Elsie to help you set it up because there's a lot that you don't know. Walk through every tutorial. Lipson does great, great tutorials to help you get set up. Don't skip any steps along the way because then you'll be backtracking once you get started. Thanks, Elsie and Jessica, for a... A uh, great opportunity you give us all. Have a great day!
6: Bye. Hi, I'm Dr. Nancy Burke from the Celebrity Podcast Wine at Nine. My podcasting hardware includes the Samson CO1U Studio Condenser Microphone, and when I'm on an in-person interview, the Zoom Recorder with Audio Technica Lavalier Mics. The software I use includes Skype, GarageBand, and Audacity, and of course, I'm a Libsyn and WordPress fan. The biggest lesson I learned this year about podcasting is you can't always predict which episodes will skyrocket. My biggest advice for newbie podcasters, remember, you'll get better with each episode, so don't panic when your early episodes aren't perfect, and don't focus on big-name guests until you're feeling incredibly
7: polished.
8: Hi, I'm Marie Segaris from the Creative Yarn Entrepreneur Show, which you can find at Creative yarn and I'm also the co host of NY College Chat, which you can find at NYCollegeChat.org. I currently use the Blue Snowball with, uh, directly into my MacBook Pro and GarageBand for most of the podcast recordings, but I do also have a Zoom H2N, which I use uh, when I'm away from home, which is, or the office, which is not too infrequently. The biggest lessons I've learned this year, well, it's my first year podcasting, and I have two different shows. I think um, the main thing I learned is that it's much easier to build an audience in a field where you already have an online presence. So uh, for my Creative Yarn Entrepreneur Show, I've been blogging for about three and a half years before I started that in the same content area, and I knew a lot of different people in the yarn industry. So that was pretty easy to get off the ground and get listeners pretty much right from the start, even though it's a pretty small niche that my show is targeting. For the NY College chat, I've had kind of the opposite experience because I'm working with a nonprofit organization that had literally a website that was 15 years old and never updated. So we're slowly, slowly building. And so I think the biggest lesson I learned is it's really hard to build something from nothing. It's a lot easier to build something from something The biggest piece of advice I'd give a newbie podcaster is to just not worry about perfection and just get started. I think if I would have started when I first thought about podcasting, I'd be in a much better situation now, but basically I kept waiting and waiting and waiting to feel like everything was perfect, and once you actually get started, you realize every show is not going to be perfect anyway. You're going to put out the best that you can, but you know part of... I think the allure of podcasting is that we're all regular people, and we're not necessarily perfect all the time, and I think that's something that our listeners enjoy. So that would be my best piece of advice. I also just want to say thank you so much to Elsie and Jess. You guys are my first podcast that I listen to every week, and I Really am loving it. So, thanks so much for all the work that you two put into the show and into building the She Podcast community.
9: Hey, this is Maggie Patterson from the Marketing Moxie Show. And you can find me over at maggiepatterson.com. And I want to answer my three questions for the She Podcasters. Um, I know I, I can't wait to hear everyone else's responses. So, my software I use for recording is I use Call Recorder for Skype when I do interviews. And then I also use Audacity. I like to keep it really, really simple. And then for my technology, my actual mic, it's a Audio Technica. And so it's an AT2020. And I actually had to go look that up before I recorded. So um, it just goes to show if you want to start podcasting, you don't have to have tons and tons of crazy equipment, which is one of the reasons I love LC and Jess so much because they really take away some of that complexity. Um, that was not meant to be brown nosing, but I guess it was a little bit. The biggest lessons I learned this year about podcasting, so 2014 was my first year in podcasting. And the big lesson I learned was the journey might not look like what you think it is or what your goals are but it actually is going to be way more rewarding. For me, I really didn't know what to expect in terms of downloads and everything else. And the reality is, is the podcast is a really strong part of my business, of my marketing, and really just kind of putting good content out into the world. And, you know, mission accomplished there. I I don't have fantastically huge download numbers. I'm not making a million bucks, but I think I'm adding to the podcasting community in my own little way. And just a little side note, I love the podcasting community. That has been one of the biggest unexpected surprises of all of this. One of the biggest pieces of advice is don't obsess about downloads. Um, Never use language like I just have. No, whether you have 10 or 10,000, those are people letting you in their ears for heaven's sakes. Be grateful for that. For me, learning that I think was such a big lesson of a a bigger journey I've gone on this year. And I think if you're new, just just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, You know, get help. Create a system. You don't have to try to be a total pro right from the get-go. You can consistently improve. So don't let that hold you back. Um, It's not nearly as intimidating once you get started. So good luck, everyone, and Happy New Year.
10: Hi, I'm Kelly from Sunrose Yoga over at sunroseyoga.com. I record my live yoga classes and my in-person interviews using a Zoom H2N, which I love and have Elsie to thank for turning me on to that. And um, for recording just at home, if I'm recording into my computer, I use a blue snowball. I like audacity. I've been using audacity for five years. And then I, I recently started using, um, the MP3 tag editor, which is nice. It's really, I mean, I just started doing that. Um, but it's great. So some of the lessons that I learned this year about podcasting, so I mentioned that I've been doing it for a while, gosh, half a decade now. And I'm really sort of stepping into my own as a yoga teacher and as a podcaster, where I'm really kind of moving into the art of it. In the beginning I, I thought, oh, I need to I need to get all of these listeners and all of these followers and all of these people and and that's great. That's a wonderful motivation to have. But I was making myself sort of vanilla by by doing that. Um and as a yoga teacher over the past 5 years, I think I'm a little bit ahead in my yoga practice and teaching than I am in my podcasting. But so I've been, you know, just embracing what I what I offer and that is something slower Something a little more radical and a little weirder than what might be mainstream, super popular. Like I don't teach a power vinyasa flow class, hot flow. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't teach that. I teach like super subtle movements that you can't see outside the body a lot of the time. And so I've, I've I've let my podcasting kind of go that direction as well. And I'm even considering like changing the name of my podcast so that it goes back to being, um, so that it, it sort of translates, you know, the weirdness that you can expect if you come to class with me, the depth and the, you know, sort of, Radical political practice that I offer. So that's sort of what I've been learning. And also, like, to really appreciate each individual person who is taking their time and sharing their lives with me through this practice, whether they ever reach out or not. I mean, certainly it's amazing when they do, but um, just. Being super grateful for one person. All right. Advice to newbie podcasters. I would say focus on your content. Focus on what you're creating. And honestly, maybe this is also because I'm an artist, a visual artist. Like The work will speak for itself and the work needs time to mature. And the work will find who it needs to find. And, and I think that, that focusing on that is worth your efforts. Absolutely. Thanks so much for this opportunity and for this community, Elsie and Jessica and everyone who's a part of it. I appreciate being in community with you.
11: Thank you. Hi, this is Donna Papacosta from the Trafcom News Podcast in Toronto at podcast.trafcom.com. Happy to be a part of this. Thanks for asking. The hardware I use a MacBook Pro, usually an ATR 2100 microphone, but I do have others, and a Zoom H4N recorder. Software, usually Audacity and GarageBand, and ID3 editor. Lessons this year. Well, we really are in the golden age of podcasting, and it's perfect timing for me to be writing a book called The Business of Podcasting with my friend Steve Lubetkin. It will be out in 2015. More and more of my content clients are asking about podcasts, and that's a good thing. My advice don't wait forever for everything to be perfect to start your podcast, but do plan the first six episodes or so. A year later, you may hate those episodes, but you have to begin somewhere. I started podcasting in 2005, and I love producing my shows and my client shows. Happy New Year!
12: Hi, I'm Pilar Ortiz from 21st Century Work Life over at virtualnotdistant.com. Yes, I do need to change that, but I've, uh, I've got a redirect also that will send you there. But anyway, I'm answering the three questions for, um, from the uh, wonderful She Podcast group, which I've just joined. What is my hardware and software? I have a Blue Nessie and I use Audacity to clean the audio. And then I um, import it into GarageBand to play with it with the intros, putting the different bits of the podcast together. And what are the biggest lessons that I've learned this year about podcasting? I wouldn't call it a lesson, but you know, I am loving it so much. <laughs> I started doing it, thinking of it as a marketing way and a way of getting exposure. And now I, I've got so many ideas, not enough time, biggest lessons, be bold, be yourself, find your voice, find what you have to say and keep going, talk about it. And the, the audience will grow. The audience will get in touch at some point. And I suppose... I've also thought, well, change the format, but just continue until, yeah, until, until you don't stop or until you decide, okay, that's enough. What is one piece of advice that you would give a newbie podcaster just starting out? Listen to loads of podcasts, listen and listen, try and listen to different formats, podcasts from different industries, Different kinds, listen to radio, just absorb, see what works, what doesn't work, steal format ideas. <laughs> and uh, of course, listen to, um, people like, uh, Daniel J. Lewis, listen to the she podcast, listen to, uh, Libsyn. listen to podcasters talking about podcasting, but don't get stuck in the internet marketing and podcasts, uh, podcast space. Right. That's, uh, that's it. Merry Christmas everyone and a happy 2015. Hi, my name is Vicky and I'm
13: with the Heart Song Fit with Vicky Maris podcast and you can find the show at heartsongfit.com. Thanks Jess and Elsie for having me on the show. It's exciting to get to share some of my thoughts about podcasting with your listeners. The first thing I want to tell you about is the hardware and software that we use for Recording and editing the podcast. And when I say we, my husband, Scott Greeson, who owns Who's Your Surf Records, helps me out with the show. And a couple of our engineers that work in the studio also help. So I really feel blessed to have their expertise at my disposal as I'm learning to be a podcaster. And I have learned to use our editing software. It's called Pro Tools, and that's a standard in the music industry. I don't really recommend it for podcasters who are just starting out. There are other software tools that are much easier and more intuitive to use for somebody who's beginning in this industry, but it's easy for us because it's right here on our computer. Right now I'm recording this little piece on a manly mic, which is, again, that's a standard in our studio, but most of the time I'm using a small handheld Roland recorder that's the, called the Ederol R09. It allows me to go to my guests so that I can record episodes on site. I also do a number of episodes right here on our farm, Dawn of Promise Farm. Scott and I raise llamas and angora rabbits, and we have a Connemara pony, and I like to do things for my listeners that will help them de-stress. And so I'll take my recorder and go out on the farm and take a hike with one of my llamas in the woods. Or a few weeks back, I did an episode where I put the recorder in a pocket in my vest and went out for a ride on my horse, Madison. And that episode was a lot of fun. It's actually gotten the most downloads of any of my other episodes so far. Most of the farm-related episodes are doing pretty well in terms of number of downloads when I compare them to the other episodes i recorded. So that wasn't what I would have anticipated at the beginning. So that will lead me into a bit of advice I would give to a new podcaster is let your show evolve. It's certainly great to write down a set of goals and have an idea of the path that you want to take with your show, but if a guest takes you down another path or you have an idea that didn't necessarily fit into what you were thinking of back at the start, go with it. The beauty of this uh, form of releasing content is that you can be yourself. You can change it from one week to the next. So that's my encourage- encouragement to you is let let your show evolve. Don't expect it to be perfect right at your launch date. I don't know that they ever become perfect. Again, that's another beauty of podcasting is they represent what's important to you and what's important to your guests and they're going to fluctuate from one episode to the next. So just just roll with it. The other uh, quick piece I want to share is that it can be really daunting when you first start studying how to create a podcast and And you start looking at all the pieces that are involved in that big puzzle. I listened to a lot of podcasts. I actually listened to podcasts for years before I became a podcaster. And that helped me quite a bit in determining how I wanted my show to look and sound. And I want to encourage you to not only listen to some shows that are in your topic area, but step out of your comfort zone and outside of your topic and listen to other shows you're going to learn some things that you can use in your own production when you do that. I hope you have found these things helpful, and I just think this is a neat opportunity, so thanks Elsie and Jess uh, for including my comments, and I hope that to everyone listening that you find it helpful, and I wish you the best with your podcast as you either start it or evolve it. This is Vicki from Heart Song Fit.
14: Hey, 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 Elsie and Jessica, this is Crystal from Lipson Live over at support.lipson.com, and I saw that you asked for podcasters to answer three questions, so I figured I'd submit my three answers. Number one, what is your hardware and software? It depends on the day. In most cases, I'm using my Blue Yeti Pro connected USB up through either my desktop PC or my MacBook Pro. And I use Audition. In most cases, because it makes it really easy since I also do a lot of video to float back and forth between Audition, After Effects, and Premiere Pro in Adobe. But I do also occasionally use Audacity when I just want something fast and simple. Right now, I'm actually recording using the ATR2100 from Audio-Technica. And I have that plugged into my iPad and I'm recording using Twisted Wave. The only reason I'm using Twisted Wave over Botstruck right now is so I can do a little bit of editing and tweaking when this is all said and done. Number two, what are the biggest lessons that you learned this year about podcasting? RSS is still king but it's not the only player for distribution with podcasting anymore. Podcasting, in my opinion, is seeing a little bit of a shift. It's been kind of coming, but it's coming even more. You see a lot of podcasters doing live shows, either supplement or as their daily driver through Google Hangouts on air, YouTube live shows. You're seeing more and more people looking to do audio shows streaming kind of radio style only via internet. And you're also seeing more and more distribution points such as SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, whereas before you'd post the link, now so many users are using either the Libsyn player or SoundCloud player or similar inside their social media timelines. So there's so many different distribution points now. And I think that's great because you're able to get to your audience wherever your audience might be. Number three, what is one piece of advice that you would give a newbie podcaster just starting out? Equipment isn't as important as you think. You can get a decent mic like the one I'm using right now for 50 bucks. If you have an iPad, an iPhone, a digital recorder, an Android device, a Windows computer, a Mac computer, you can record and you can get decent enough audio quality when you're first starting out the number one piece of advice I can give you is find a good podcast host and yes I work for lipson and yes I like my job and my salary but let me just say this I don't care if it's lipson or or if it's somebody else out there that does the job for you and does it well, make sure that you get a host that can maintain your your audio or video files and make sure that they're always online. And make sure you have a host that can help you create a valid RSS feed. Because while there are other distribution points, the RSS feed is absolutely still king and it's continuing to grow in its importance, even in the podcasting field And if your RSS feed breaks, your show breaks, regardless of if you're in iTunes or Stitcher or iHeartRadio. So make sure that you get yourself a host that will host your files for you and then will generate that RSS feed. That's, in my opinion, that's, that's, The biggest thing out there. So anyway, that's my feedback and I can't wait to see what everyone else
15: has to say. So have a fantastic holiday. Love. Bye. Hi, I'm Donna K. Fitch from Beautiful Book Blog Tips and Tricks over at MaximumAuthorImpact.com. I'm new to the group and I'm glad to be a part of it. Here's my answers to the questions. My hardware is a Logitech um, headset, I don't know the model number at the moment, Uh, using a PC, and for software, I use WavePad Sound Editor, Uh, I use um, MixPad, and I uh, also use Audello for sending out my podcasts, and you can hear Sophie the Cat, I think. Uh, In the background. Um, The biggest lessons I've learned this year about podcasting is how to actually do it. I've never done it before uh, and it has been very fun. I've now done four episodes. And the one piece of advice that I would give to a newbie podcaster is it is super easy to do podcasts and it's a lot of fun. And uh, I encourage you to just jump in and try it. There's so many people that are willing to help you out uh, with doing your podcast. So just jump in, uh, and if you make a mistake, you can just re-record it. Thanks. Happy holidays to everyone.
16: Bye bye. Well, hello everyone. My name is Kim Trumbo. I'm the host of the Generosity Philosophy Podcast, as well as a co-host of the Okay to b LGBT Podcast. Just add a .com to either one of those, and that's the website. I record into a Shure SM58 microphone that's connected to a Zenith 1202FX mixer. That then goes into the H4n Zoom digital recorder, so it's very analog in that sense. When I do have a guest on the Generosity Philosophy Podcast, and in order to get my co-host, Molly Richardson, on for the okay 2 Be LGBT Podcast, I also use Skype. That records our conversations into the Zoom. I use an older version of GarageBand for editing, as well as Alphonic. Hosting is done through Libsyn. The biggest lesson in the past year that I've learned is to not compare myself to others. We're all on different paths. It's a fun journey, and you know that cheesy saying about the journey that it's part of enjoying the ride, not the destination, something like that. Anyway, it's been a fun journey, and I would just encourage folks not to compare themselves to others and just do your best. My advice that I'd give a newbie podcaster is, of course, to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. So whether that's other podcasters, such as in the She Podcasts group, People in your specific niche or niche, depending on who you're talking to, how they pronounce it, uh, it the people in that niche uh, that you podcast about, and or folks who have just an entrepreneurial spirit and a positive attitude. You want to surround yourself with those types of people, and just don't be afraid to mess up. You heard me in this last little spiel uh, giving advice, and I stuttered and screwed it up, and could have re-recorded it, but eh, I just thought, who cares? Everyone has screwed up one time or another. I'm just leaving it as is. So um, good luck. Take care.
17: Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle Matthews Calloway from the Swirl World podcast over at theswirlworld.com. I use a Dell Inspiron laptop for my hardware, though I do plan to switch to a Mac this year. For my software, I use Audacity And I also have Adobe Audition. When I do Skype calls, I use Free Call Recorder. And I also have a nifty little app on my iPhone that's called Voice Record Pro. I use Voice Record Pro to do my intros and outros. Now, the biggest lesson I learned this year about podcasting is that it's fun and addictive. I started out doing it on a whim and had no idea that I would get hooked. I love it, and I can't see myself not ever podcasting anymore. Another big lesson I learned is that you are developing a tribe and a platform. People are going to listen to your show. They're going to want you to upload your shows regularly because they're looking for it. You have an audience. And the the next thing that I learned ties into that. Remember that you're sharing your platform with your guests Make sure that they have something to bring to the table and make sure they're not just trying to ride on your coattails to build their own platform. Ask them to share your show, the show that they're on with their audience, not just come and bask in the glory of the audience that you've created. And the third and final big lesson I learned is that podcasting is a commitment. It's a commitment on your time. And as I said earlier, your audience is looking forward to what you're going to produce. You're not only committed to them, but it's a commitment to you because you said you were going to sign on and do this. Everything's not going to be great. You may not like the way certain shows have gone, but you're committed to the task. Don't give up just because of uh, one show that you didn't particularly like. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep pushing. The one piece of advice that I would give to a newbie podcaster is action trumps perfection. Just do it. Just get started. Jump in the water. You will swim. You will not sink. Don't worry about getting uh, everything perfect and dotting all your I's and crossing your T's. That will come as you go. The most important thing to do is get started. Remember, action trumps perfection.
6: Hi there from Dallas, Texas. I am Laura McClellan from The Productive Woman, a podcast about productivity for busy women found at theproductivewoman.com. You asked us to talk about the hardware and software we use, and I'm not sure how much detail you want, so I thought I'd just hit the highlights. I record The Productive Woman using a Shure SM7B microphone, a Mackie 1402 VLZ Pro mixer, a Roland R05 digital recorder, and my 27-inch iMac computer. I don't do a lot of editing or processing, so there's not a lot of software involved. After recording, I just drop the file into GarageBand where I add the intro and outro music that my musician husband wrote and recorded for me. Then I tag the converted MP3 file in ID3 editor, and I upload it to Libsyn, which is where I host my media. The website itself is a self-hosted WordPress site, and the Productive Woman is part of the Noodle Mix Network, which is run by the awesome Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. The biggest podcasting lessons I've learned this year, there are a ton of them because this was my first year podcasting, but there are three lessons in particular that stand out for me. The first is that hosting a weekly solo podcast while maintaining a full-time law practice is really, really hard. The second, though, is that it's totally worth it. I've received a few emails from listeners that have literally brought me to tears and that's what keeps me going from one week to the next. And the third lesson is that the podcasting community is incredibly, surprisingly encouraging and supportive and I feel really honored to be a part of it. The one piece of advice I would give a newbie podcaster is just do it. Don't wait for things to be perfect or it's never going to happen. The world needs your voice. So just get started, get it out there, and commit to making each episode a little bit better than the last. I promise you that after a few months, you're going to look back and just be amazed and thrilled at the progress you've made and how much better you and your show are. So get it started. We want to hear from you. That's what I've got. Uh, Thank you, Elsie and Jessica, for all you do to educate and
18: support the She Podcasts community. And Happy New Year, y'all. Hi, this is Amy Scott from Nomadtopia Radio at nomadtopia.com. And for the first few months of my podcast, I was using an HP Elite book and the Avair recording software and just the headset mic that came with my Android smartphone, which kind of ties into my first um, piece of advice for people who are getting started, which is just to get started with what you have. Um, I didn't have an opportunity to buy a lot of new stuff and new equipment at that point, And so I just went with what I had and it worked fine. And Just this month, I decided to upgrade. I was in the market for a new computer anyway, so now I'm using a MacBook Pro, the Ecamm call recorder software, and an Audio-Technica ATR2100 microphone, which sounds so technical. I just love to say that. (laughs) I imagine that I'll probably also get a mixer within the next year or so. I've listened to some people with a mixer, um, some shows of people who have a mixer in it, and it seems like it does make a difference. Uh, The first lesson I learned is to, sounds so obvious, but to always be sure to turn off all of your phones and other devices that make noise, notifications on your computer, all of that stuff. I forgot one time to disconnect the landline. And it was pretty embarrassing when it started ringing in the middle of an interview, although it did make for some kind of hilarious footage, so I decided to keep it in. (laughs) But I now kind of have a checklist of things that I go through to make sure I'm ready to get going. And the other thing, actually, I got my new microphone and recorded a couple interviews, and I thought, oh, the sound doesn't really sound any better than it did with my old microphone. And then I realized that Skype was not taking the input from the new microphone. So be sure to check your Skype settings and make sure that it's pulling from the correct source. The other thing is just kind of a mindset thing that I put off starting my show for a long time because I was afraid of the commitment and I wanted to do a weekly show. And I thought, oh my God, doing this show every week seems like a lot more than I can really handle. And the Jessica reminded me that that's just four shows a month. And I thought, oh, for a month. That doesn't really seem so bad. For some reason, putting it in that perspective didn't seem like quite such a huge commitment. So I also made sure I had a plan for how I was going to get those shows done. So having a schedule for the recording and, and having a workflow and a process set up with my assistant to make sure that we could get it all done. And in the end, really, that's probably similar to what I'm guessing a lot of other people have to say. My best piece of advice is just to get started. I know it seems really daunting and I felt the same way and put it off for months after I decided I wanted to, but the bottom line is the best way to learn, the best way to improve and to have it not feel so scary is really just to get started. And I did my first interviews with people that I knew and I felt really comfortable with, which made it fun and exciting from the beginning. And um, I'm really glad I took the leap. And thanks to Elsie and Jessica, um, their resources and their support has made it a lot of fun. So best of luck. Thanks. Hi, this is Melissa
7: from the Blended Family Podcast over at blendedfamilypodcast.com. What I use to record is the ATR 2100 by Audio-Technica, and I record in GarageBand. I think it's a great microphone for the price, and of course, GarageBand is free. The biggest lessons I learned about podcasting this year are that, one, it's a lot more work than I thought, and two, it's not going to be an overnight sensation when you first start, and that's okay. One piece of advice I can give to a newbie, well... I'm a newbie myself, but I would say to listen to a lot of podcasts about podcasting. I learned so much by listening to the She Podcasts, Lipson's The Feed, and Dave Jackson's School of Podcasting. There's so much free and valuable information out there to help you get started. Thanks. And again, this is Melissa from the Blended Family Podcast.
19: Hello, ladies. It's Rieger Cortell of the Weight Loss Surgery Podcast. And in answer to your question, the hardware that I use is an iMac, a Roland recorder, a Heil PR-40 microphone, a 1402 VLZ3 mixer, a Sony Dynamic Stereo professional headphones. For software, I pretty much stick to GarageBand For editing, and then I usually run my audio through Auphonic.com, which has a free audio cleanup. The biggest lesson I have learned in the past year is that it's all about the body of work I am creating, not any one individual piece of my work. This lesson has really helped me take the pressure off myself. One piece of advice I'd give to a newbie, quality does count, but the only way you'll get better is to get out of your own way and start. Thanks for all you do, ladies.
20: Hi friends, I'm Kelly Long and my podcast is Inspiration for Teachers over at www.inspirationforteachers.com and that is the number four. The three questions that I'm looking to answer are, what is your hardware and software? So my hardware, I have a ATR2100 microphone, a pop shield and a mixer, which is a Zenex 802 and of course my PC. The software that I use is Audacity. I use Pamela and I have MP3 recorder for Skype. My biggest lessons that I've learned so far about podcasting, and there have been many, but the biggest one that I can narrow it down to is, why do you want to podcast? Why should people listen to you? And why would people want to listen to your podcast show? If you don't know the answer to those three questions, you will not have the spirit, the drive, or the determination to get yourself through podcasting on a regular basis and to a standard where people will want to engage and listen with you. So if you don't know why, please take a moment, think about it, but answer that question. A good start in doing that is to read the book, Start With Why, and that is by Simon Sinek. If you understand why... It will help you to overcome the fear of putting yourself out there and putting yourself on the line. If you know that, you'll be able to overcome fear. You will have an impact on people's lives in a positive way. And if you're truly stuck when it comes to fear, a great book to start with is by Stephen Pressfield, and it's called The War of Art. It's mainly for writers, but he makes some significant points in there. You will understand what is fear, the types of different fear that exist, and how they manifest themselves, and how you can overcome them. And finally, the biggest piece of advice I can give from a newbie to another newbie. Um, I say that because I'm only four months into podcasting and I launch in January 2015, which I'm very excited about. I hope it goes well. But from a newbie to a newbie, the best piece of advice I can give to you is connect. And I mean this on a number of different levels. So first of all, connect with your audience. Who is it that you want your podcast to reach? You need to connect with those people. The best way that I've done it so far is through Twitter. I've had such good response from connecting with my potential target audience. The other thing that I would say in terms of connecting is you need to be in a group of positive, supportive people. And thankfully, the She Podcast group really has helped me through some difficult, fear-doubting, procrastinating moments. So I have to say thank you to everyone in that group, but get connected with people, like-minded people that you want to be a part of their community. And finally, the third group of people I would say connect with is your potential speakers. Now, If you're having an interview show like myself, you need to be building that relationship. You need to be connecting with those people. You need to be contributing to their environment and contributing to them because then they will see value in what it is that you're doing and you can build that relationship and nurture it. Connect, connect in three ways with your audience, with a podcasting community and with who your potential speakers are. That's the best advice I can give you and also something my husband would like to add in, which is... You need to believe in yourself, but also don't give yourself a hard time. It will happen. It just might take a little bit of time. So wishing you all good luck. I hope it goes well, and I can't wait to see you launch your podcast as well. Hey, this is Jen Eads
21: from the Brassy Broadcast at BrassyBroad.com. I'm using a Sennheiser E835 microphone. I actually play in a band, and this is the same mic that I use for live gigs. I just love it, and it takes a beating. I have it running into a two-channel Apogee Duet audio interface. I use Audio Hijack Pro to record my Skype calls, and I mix and edit everything in Logic Pro. The two big lessons I learned this year are this. Number one, perfection is a lame excuse for inaction. Just get started, learn from your mistakes, make changes, and move forward. The second thing that I learned is that the podcasting community really wants you to succeed. I found that they love to share resources and tools and are super supportive, especially the ladies of the She Podcast community. And my advice to a newbie is this. Your recording environment is more critical to the sound of your show than your microphone. A really high-quality mic is only going to amplify a poor recording space and make it sound worse. And YouTube is full of videos on how to create an ideal recording space. So check them out. And one last thing I just wanted to say, thank you from the bottom of my heart, Jessica and Elsie. You guys work so hard and have created such an awesome She Podcast community. I look forward to more interaction with everyone in 2015. Thanks a lot.
22: Hi, my name is Esprit Devora from the We Are LA Tech podcast at we Are LA Tech dot com slash podcast. So my answer to this three questions what is your hardware and software? I use a MacBook Pro laptop and um, a blue snowball ice microphone along with Sound Studio for editing. And then I use a ton of um, Fiverr contractors to help me with the editing process from intro creation to mastering the audio. What are the biggest lessons that I've learned this year about podcasting? Wow. What haven't I learned? I've learned how to have a podcast, how to upload, which was really challenging hosting. I use Simplecast. Um that was really, really hard. I've learned about the editing process. Uh, I learned, I barely have learned what mastering is. I just know my audio sounds better after I get it mastered. I've learned about sponsorship. I've learned about um, what new and noteworthy is in iTunes. I've learned so much. It's been the most magnificent process. And what's one piece of advice that I'd give a newbie podcaster just starting out? I would say just take a step forward um, and don't buy the big patch- packages or follow follow anyone else's script, get the Really inexpensive equipment, like I did with the snowball ice, which was like twenty-five or thirty-five bucks at Radio Shack, and um, the sound studio editing software is, I think, ten dollars. I would not spend a lot of money getting started in podcasting. The very first thing I would do is just book the interview, and that's what I did, and then do everything after that. And and now I have to email this to you, uh, so I will be going to WeTransfer, which is an amazing um, website to transfer large files and uh happy holidays and thanks for including me in this awesome she podcast episode i hurt you guys so much this is a spree signing out
23: bye hello she podcasters and soon to be she podcasters this is natalie Eckdahl from the biz chicks podcast over at BizChicks.com. it's b-i-z-c-h-i-x.com I launched my podcast January 31st of 2014 and have released 145 episodes interviewing amazing female entrepreneurs and a few cool dudes. One of my biggest pieces of advice to new podcasters is to just launch don't try to make it all perfect. You don't need the perfect logo, the perfect website, the perfect opt-in, the perfect anything. Just make things good enough and start. That's what I did. I recorded my first 40 or so episodes with a Logitech ClearChat USB headset, which you can get off on Amazon for less than $25. I think it's $24.99 right now. After that, we upgraded to a Heil PR40 mic and a Fire Studio mixer board. and We do get cleaner audio. And The main reason we upgraded was to save time in editing. Uh, the, the Heil PR 40 has a really rich sound and picks up a lot less background noise, less of my breathing, which I was (sighs) heavy breathing into it a lot. And uh, my husband who does all the post-production, uh, he says it just saves him so much time. So, uh, shout out to Mark. Thank you for your awesome editing and awesome researching of deals because we got the Heil PR 40 mic the shock mount, the boom cable, and the pop filter for $369 via broadcast supply worldwide. And their website is bswusa.com. Most other places, including Amazon, sell all those parts separately, and it's a lot more, but they have a package deal that was just really an amazing deal. What I learned this year is that podcasting is way more fun and addictive than I ever could have thought but it is also a lot more time consuming than I imagined. Uh, as you continue on this journey, and as I've seen more shows disappear than continue, uh, but the podcasting community in general is one of the most collaborative and kind communities I have ever been a part of. And the the best part of the community is the She Podcast community. So if you're not part of the private Facebook community, I hope you'll join because uh, we just have a great time in there. And I'm so thankful that Elsie and Jessica started it. Uh, what I've become most passionate about as the year progressed was my desire to create fresh content and do something different. No one wants to hear of the same people interviewed the same way, and I now look for unique guests that my peers haven't interviewed yet, and I find it really fun to introduce the airwaves to, some, to someone new. If you're planning to launch a podcast, don't copy anyone else's format or their name And think about how much time you actually have available when you decide on show frequency. Unless you have almost nothing else to do, you will find it very challenging to pull off a daily show. And just a request from me, and I'm sure a few others, please don't name your show something On Fire it's been done and it's getting a little old and you can do better. And I'm so excited to listen to the new shows that are coming our way. I know a lot of people are launching at the beginning of, of the year and I love all you she podcasters and I get so much energy and motivation and inspiration from you. Let's keep rocking it. And if I can be of service to you in any way, please email me nat at biz And remember chicks, I spell with an X. Thanks. Hi, my name is Sheila Butler from To The Trade Radio and Successful
24: Women Talk over at SheilaButler.com. For my show, I currently use the hi Mic, the Mackie Mixer, a Roland recorder, and I do my editing in GarageBand. The biggest lesson I've learned this year about podcasting is to go niche and not worry about numbers. My focus is on a specific client in a specific industry, and that industry is lagging in technology, so I knew going in that it would take time and effort to get my show and my message out. The one piece of advice that I would give a newbie podcaster is don't overthink your podcast. Start where you are, don't compare yourself to others, and don't overthink it. Thanks again for the opportunity. Hi, my name is Meredith
25: Eisenberg from PaycheckToPassion.com. We use... Audio Technica microphones that are XLR with a mixer, and we use our Mac, and we use Ecamm to record our podcasts. I think the biggest lesson that I learned this year is that I was making too much of a science project out of the podcast. We recorded over 50 episodes before we even launched, and I would say that you probably could get by with recording 12 and to spend more time launching and promoting rather than Recording interviews and the positive lesson I learned is that your guests are really willing to help you And if you build them into a community that will support you and you'll meet a lot of interesting people on your podcast. And the one piece of advice that I would give to a newbie podcaster just starting out is don't wait too long before publishing your podcast. Just go ahead and make it happen and get a couple episodes done. And you can also just put them on your blog to start before you put them into iTunes, but get started and start building your community.
26: Hi, I'm Michelle Talbert, co-host of They Met Online and host of Her Power Hustle set to launch February 1st, 2015. I can be found over at theymetonline.com. My story is a little different in that we started they Met Online in a podcast station with other podcasters here in DC. For the first year, we went into a studio each week and used their equipment. After that first year, we transitioned to an in-home studio. Fortunately, our show was always hosted on Libsyn, which we continue to use. We also use WordPress, and I'm in love with Canva for creating our album covers and graphics. We use Audacity along with Audio-Technica mics and a Behringer mixer because there were two of us on the show. The biggest lesson that I learned this past year about podcasting is that I made the right choice to start a podcast as part of my business and that I can position my podcast to generate income. For newbies, I can't stress enough the importance of connecting with other podcasters and communities for podcasters like She Podcasts, as well as really listening to other podcasts that are out there, the good and the bad. You can learn a lot from all of them. Happy holidays. Hi, this is Maggie
24: Quinn and Kelly Covert from Strong Body Whole Heart Podcast
27: at strongbodywholeheart.com. And our, here are the answers to our questions. Number one. So Maggie, what is your hardware and software?
24: This is the beauty of having two people host a podcast because I have no clue. <laughs> That's not my forte. I'm God and I give Kelly kudos and blessings and love her every day for knowing this answer.
27: So as the producer of our podcast, I can tell you that we use Audacity to record our podcast on my HP Um, laptop. And for our our hardware, we have very nice Shure microphones that we route through a Behringer mixer that's plugged by USB into the computer. And that's about as technical as we get. Okay. Number two, what are the biggest lessons that you learned this year about podcasting?
24: This is Maggie. Um, I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned is to not try, but to just do, like to just be in my elements, to be in our elements, um, and not expect a certain outcome. Another thing I would say is that we, in the beginning had to work hard at listening to ourselves, trying to cut out some words that we repeated a lot. Um, not trying not to stumble over one another because it's two of us on the podcast, but I think we do an amazing job with that. And I think that's goes back into the beingness on the podcast. Like we come prepared with a topic or we have an interview, but we are conversational and we allow things to flow where they need to flow.
27: That's good. I would say, in addition to those things, um, some of the biggest, I think the biggest lesson that I have learned is to not let perfect be the enemy of good. So it's, it's never going to be 100% perfect. It's never going to be, you know, there's never going to be no ums or no, you knows or whatever, but that doesn't take away from how good the podcast can be. And that's really been liberating for me personally. Okay. What is one piece of advice that you would give a newbie podcaster just starting out?
24: I would say, um, the one piece of advice that I would give to a new, a newbie podcaster is you're you're doing it for a reason you've you've you want to put this up you want to educate, you want to give information so to be you know transparent to be authentic, to be excited about what you're sharing and to really just allow your your emotion and you know excitement show through with what you're doing.
27: I love that that's really good. Let's see. I think my advice would be to ask for help if you need it.
24: I'm good at that.
27: Yeah. Ask for, ask for help. And I think that the she podcast Facebook group is a great place for that. And I just, um, just go for it. Just do it. Just is, do it. Is that cliche?
24: I don't know. Is it? No, it's not. I'm deciding so it's either. not. It's okay, not. See? Okay. Good. All right. Great. Thank you
27: guys. Bye. Bye.
28: Hello, my name is Liz Kovart and I am the host of Ben Franklin's World, a podcast about early American history, which you'll find over at benfranklinsworld.com. I record my interviews using a Heel PR40 microphone, Audio Hijack Pro, and Google Hangouts. I'm relatively new to podcasting, but I learned a lot over the last year. The biggest lesson I've learned is how even a one-woman podcast is really a team production between the host and their listeners. Listeners invite podcasters into their lives. They turn to their favorite hosts to help them engage their brains while they're on their commute, jog, dog walk, or enjoying their downtime. The intimacy of podcasts allows listeners to feel a connection with their favorite hosts, even if they've never met in person. Often, enthusiastic listeners will reach out to you and provide you with encouragement and helpful feedback that you can use to tweak your show and motivate you to continue with your work. One piece of advice I'd offer newbie podcasters is just to start, and once you start, keep going. We all have internal critics, and as such, we're never the best judge of our work. Even shows I think are meh because I flubbed a question or an idea, others think are good or great. So trust that you know what you are doing and that you'll likely be critical of your work, but podcast on anyway. You are likely a better podcaster than you think you are.
29: Hi, I'm Mariana Dubosk from the Bilingual Avenue Podcast over at BilingualAvenue.com. As far as what hardware and software I use for my shows, I record with a blue snowball mic. We use Audacity for the editing. When I speak through Skype, I use Pamela to record. What is my biggest lesson that I've learned this year? I'll definitely say that podcasting takes a lot more time than I ever expected. From planning, recording, finding your person that you're going to interview, editing, then sharing it on social media and so on. Really, I would say it takes about three times more than I ever expected it to. So my biggest lesson that I would like to pass on to others is to really plan ahead and budget your time accordingly. You're really excited when you first start out podcasting, and you can really leverage that energy, but you're going to hit some walls and some lows sometimes you're not as excited or that you may be frustrated. If you don't plan ahead and you don't budget accordingly, it can really sneak up on you. Remember, you have listeners that are waiting for your podcast eagerly, so make sure you produce on schedule. And again, a great way to do that is by planning and budgeting your time. And then the last piece of advice that I'd like to give Newbie Podcasts is to truly podcast about something that you absolutely love. Not that you think that you love, but that you really, truly love. You're going to be living, breathing your podcast, everything you can think of. So you have to be happy. You have to love it. You have to be really passionate about the topic because that will carry you through. That will be what excites you, and that will be what your listeners adore. Thanks for the opportunity. Hey, it's Lane Kennedy over
30: from The Entrepreneur Experience. That's at theentrepreneurexperience.com. And my software that I use, um, I use Skype and I use Audacity. And my hardware is I have a blue Yeti microphone. I keep it simple here. Um, I've also um, used, you know, my iPhone. (laughs) I've done... um, Podcasts on the fly, so to speak, so that's always been really awesome as well. And I think number two and number three kind of blend into me. and the question number two is what's the biggest lesson that I've learned this year and and that is to really um, remember what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And what is my piece of advice? is to really be clear on why you, you're podcasting, right? So for me, my biggest lesson was, you know, why am I podcasting? Why am I doing this? <laughs> and for me, it's, I love connecting with people. I love learning about cultures. I love learning about cities. So I really love it. I love um, talking to women who are making an impact and changing the world with their business. Um, So if you're new and you're getting into this, it's, you know, why do you want to do this? Because this is something that's long-term or it can be long-term for you. Um, So just really have that in mind. Why? (laughs) Um, Good luck. And I love this community. Love being a part of it. And I love podcasting. It's an amazing adventure. Thanks, you
31: guys. Hello, She Podcast sisters. This is Heather Rampola from Fresh Eats Radio over at fresheatsradio.com. And I am creating my podcast with my MacBook, GarageBand, and Skype. Some of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year about podcasting. Hmm. Well, I would definitely say as a student of Jessica Kufferman's course, Podcasting School for Women, which I highly recommend whether you are new to podcasting or not, I would say that her course has taught me how to manage my podcast like a mofo so that I am not crying each week trying to put this out there. But seriously, as a student of Jessica, she's taught me the importance of consistency and podcasting, but not just that. She's given me the tools to manage my podcast. Second biggest lesson would definitely have to come from Elsie as she has been so bold and brave to share her perspective on how to podcast with soul and passion in the sense of steering away from just a numbers perspective and to really hone in and focus on people who are tuning in and not looking at them just as a stat. And that has been pretty huge for me as I've been podcasting this year. One piece of advice that I would give to a newbie podcaster who is just starting out, and most definitely besides taking Jess's Podcasting School for Women course, I would say that your voice matters. and needs to be heard, so don't get caught up in perfection. Just record, keep it simple, and put it out there. Go ahead and be vulnerable, and that know that you will grow and improve through further action.
3: Hi everybody, it's Erica from Beauty and the Vlog. First of all, thank you so much for putting this together. I am so excited to hear what everybody else has to say. So first question, what is my hardware and my software? I use Ecamm Call Recorder along with Skype to record the interview. My podcast is also a video podcast, so I have the videos on YouTube. So I use Ecamm Call Recorder and Skype to record the video and the audio. To edit the audio, I use GarageBand. And to edit the video, I use ScreenFlow. Uh, Number two, what are your biggest lessons that you learned this year about podcasting? I think one of my biggest lessons, and I'm a relatively new show. I started um, at the end of November around Thanksgiving. My biggest lesson is that I can't rely on my guests to spread the word for the show. I had initially thought because I'm interviewing People that have rather large followings on YouTube, we're talking 150 plus thousand subscribers, I thought that they would be more willing to share the podcast and be as excited about it that I am, although some have, a lot haven't, or to the extent that I was hoping, so I'm realizing more and more how important it is for me to get really in line with a Twitter strategy, a social media strategy, and figure out ways that Uh, to spread the word about the podcast. Another lesson I learned is how much time it really is going to take. I really have the goal of making the podcast much larger than what it is now. Obviously, I have big goals for it. But Even where I'm at now with doing a video and an audio podcast, it is so much work and I'm realizing how much work it is going to take and I need to monetize a lot sooner than I thought because I need to hire people to help me. I work a full-time job and doing a podcast on top of it is just, it's a lot of work, especially to the extent that I want to get it done. I am a little bit of a perfectionist. I want things done just right and putting all the pieces together does take some time. Uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give a newbie podcaster just starting out? One piece of advice I would give is to pick a niche and a pod, uh, and a topic that you're really excited and passionate about. I think that right now, looking at a lot of the podcasts, a lot of them to me kind of strike me as a little bit similar. You get a lot of the business type podcasts, but there's so many people out there and as more and more people get introduced to podcasting as more and more people get introduced to this world of, of what a podcast is, there's going to be a need for a podcast for every type of topic. And I think there's a lot of awesome creative podcasts that I've seen, especially in women and she podcasts, which is awesome. But I would say for a new podcaster, find something that you're really passionate about and that you know a lot about, and maybe you have a lot of contacts into, especially if you're going to have a guest on your show, but pick that niche and really hone in and become an expert in that niche. And and, and build a community around that specific niche. All right. Well, thank you so much. And bye-bye.
32: Hey folks, I'm Jean Tiberio from the podcast Healing Outside the Box. You can find me on iTunes and on my website, and it's called surprisingly net. By the way, I love She Podcasts and the way that this particular community has pulled together is terrific. You go girls. Now, I have my domain name from HostGator, and I got the baby plan, which allows me to get additional domains for only about $10 or $12 per year. Although I did not do this right away, I had a hunch that also buying the domain name called healingoutsidethebox.com might be a good idea. It only costs $10, and then in the event people accidentally type in .com, Instead of .net, they get me anyway. Then if they land on another one of your pages accidentally, they might be saying to themselves, boy, this girl gets around, but in a good way. I use the WordPress in the Blueberry hosting for my podcast. I started on Podbean and ended up having to re-record all of the initial four or five podcast episodes before I switched to Blueberry PowerPress, which I'm happy with. I'm a newbie to this podcasting gig as well, so for the infant newbies, I would recommend saving up $300 or so in getting the decent equipment first. But as Daniel J. Lewis would say, think about whether or not you want to put some serious time into podcasting before you spend lots of money on the hardware. The two pieces of equipment that I wish I had purchased on day one are the following. The microphone. I have a Technica ATR-2100 USB. I didn't get that at first, and I regret that. It's actually all not all that much money. And for the recorder, I have a Zoom Handy recorder that's H4N. There's a few of those Zoom recorders. That's the one I have, H4N. Now, there's a steep, steep learning curve to this recorder, but it does quite a bit. Obviously, you can have interviews with two people in the same room, and it gives you pretty good quality. In terms of the learning curve, it's like, well, it's like Mount Everest, and I'm on the first base camp. There's all kinds of hardware out there, and I'd be interested to see what others use, but that's what I use. Right now, I have only 28 episodes under my belt, but if I were to have some advice for the infant newbies, I would say to practice your speaking out loud And get used to the sound of your voice. At first, I was trying to act all serious and intelligent. And what I learned is that people like funny. I like to listen to funny people. And it turns out that other people like to listen to funny people as well. Last night, I listened to Martin Short give an interview. And he said that sometimes the funniest situations are when people are in character. But pretending to be serious in the situation they're acting out is funny. And he's right. You might want to try to give some thought to what you're good at when it comes to humor, because I think everyone can be humorous. Going out on a limb and saying things that might be a bit off the beaten track, or perhaps even a bit outrageous, might work as well. And if you take a few chances, you might start a little buzz going about your podcast. That's all I have for you. I love what you're doing here. Keep up the good work.
33: Hello, this is Katie J from Love and Life Lessons with KDJ over at soulsearch.com. The hardware I've used for my podcast include my computer, uh, Samsung Meteor Microphone, and the software generally I've tried using Audacity to edit. I actually worked on the Adobe uh, software there and I really felt it was more comfortable using Audacity. I've also tried WavePad. In fact, I actually record on Audacity, transferred WavePad. Check it out, and then I um, upload from there. Biggest lesson I've learned is just go for what you want to do. Just take that decision-making to your heart and just start. Like Your immediate uh, podcasting might not be the best. You're still trying to learn your style, I would say, and um, I'm basically trying to find out what my niche is and focus on the message that appeals to them. So my advice for anyone looking to start podcasting, don't worry about the um, equipment. Like I said, I just started with my existing home computer. I just got a mic and Audacity is a free download and you can be on your way. So thanks for listening. It's Katie Day from Love and Life Lessons again. Hi, my name is Rachel Duell
34: from the Preventing HG podcast over at hypergpregnancy.com. I have the ATR2100 microphone, and I record over Skype usually, and I edit in Audacity, or I'll record straight into Audacity. I record in my closet with a homemade stand-up desk made out of cardboard boxes, so the sound is better and the kids can't find me. Well, I lock the door so they can't get in even if they do find me. The biggest thing I've learned this year is getting started is half the battle. It's harder than it looks, but it's way more fun. It's okay if no one's listening right now, I think. I also had to set my recording to automatically record after forgetting that once, and I've learned to double-check that I've selected the microphone instead of the internal computer mic. And my advice to a newbie it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Embrace your obscurity. That's when you get better without a lot of ears. And just jump in. The water feels good.
2: Hi, I'm Devorah Lansky from Expand Your Reach and Readership podcast series at www.expandyourreachandreadership.com. My favorite piece of podcasting software is Audello, A-U-D-E-L-L-O. Adello, I love how easy it is to podcast right from my iPhone and how easy it is to create interactive web pages with my podcasts. The biggest lesson I've learned about podcasting is that it's really easy to procrastinate producing a podcast. The best way to take action is to have a set time each day or each week that you record your podcast. This really helps you get in the swing of things and create a positive habit. The other lesson I've learned is that a podcast series can be just three to five minutes in length and be comprised of a thought or tip of the day or week. The piece of advice I'd offer to a newbie podcaster is to pick a topic that you love to speak on that would benefit your ideal audience, and then pick a time each day or each week to record your podcast, and then hold on for a wonderful and delightful ride of your life.
35: This is Ginger Campbell from the Brain Science Podcast and Books and Ideas, which can be found at... VirginiaCampbellMD.com I've used a lot of mics over the years, but my current mic is the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB mic, and I do most of my editing in Logic. I used to use GarageBand for many years, and I think it's great for beginners and for most podcasters. I really just changed because I wasn't sure whether Apple was going to continue to support GarageBand. I record interviews with Skype and Audio Hijack Pro, which allows me to split my guest and me into left and right tracks. I actually use Audacity to split these into mono tracks, which allows me to remove the noise from both my track and my guest track. I think the lesson that I learned in 2014 was the value of patience and the so-called long tail. Since I've been podcasting for about eight years, and this past year I actually put all but 25 of my 114 episodes of the Brain Science Podcast behind a paywall, and it didn't really hurt my download numbers. So I can tell that the show is actually continuing to grow, and with the momentum for podcasting finally reaching critical mass, I'm very optimistic about the future despite the problems that science journalism is having in the mainstream press. Which brings me to my advice for new podcasters. I recommend that you take some time to really think about how much you're going to edit your show. This should be determined by three things. One is the kind of content you're producing. Two... Who is your audience? And three, what's your competition? For example, for the Brain Science podcast, I do a lot of editing because I am creating evergreen content. Second, my audience tends to listen to episodes more than once, so I want them to have as close as I can get to audiobook type quality. And third, my competition is NPR and other professionals. So it's different than if I was creating a fan podcast. I do think, however, that editing is probably a good idea. I know old school was not to edit, but I think with all the competition out there today, unless you're somebody famous, you really can't afford to just record some ramblings and hope people will think it's cool. Thanks to Elsie and Jessica for She Podcasts, and I look forward to being part of the community in 2015.
36: Hi, I'm Catherine Bryant from the Changeability Podcast, which I co-host over at BrilliantLivingHQ.com. The software and hardware that we use, well, we use Audio-Technica ATR-2100 USB mics, a Behringer Zenex 1204 USB mixer and an Apple Mac. We edit in Logic Pro and use Orphonic for post-production and we host our podcast on Libsyn. The biggest lessons I've learned this year about podcasting, which is my first year in podcasting, is that it is fun to do the recording, but some of the other bits aren't quite so much fun. And in fact, podcasting can be quite a lot of work, probably more than I realised before I started, especially if you want to keep it going to a high standard. But I've also learned that it's hugely rewarding and I actually really love podcasting. And it helps that I can reach more people with my podcast episodes than with my blog posts. And my big key takeaway is that there are lots of brilliant, wonderful people involved in podcasting. They seem to be really one of the best communities to be involved with. My advice to someone just starting out in podcasting is set a deadline to start and stick to it because there's always more that you can do to get things right. But you just need to get the fundamentals right, like the name of your show, what it's for, your basic equipment in place and your artwork, and then get started, and learn by doing. And that's it from me.
37: Hi, I'm Heather Ordover from Craftlit. You can find Craftlit at craftlit.com or on the Craftlit smart device app or at Stitcher Radio. The hardware that I started using once I moved into our new home is a complete audio preamp. And it's very simple, very small, and does just what I need. It has phantom power. It has input and output. And I use a blue baby bottle microphone, which aren't very common, but I really like it a lot. And I have it hanging upside down from a Heil PL2T boom arm. This is not the cheapest boom arm, and that's because this is not the lightest microphone in the world. Uh, I'm very happy with this boom arm, though. It's it's excellent. And I had tried others before, and they were wastes of money and time. So if you're looking for a boom arm, one of the arms that you can move back and forth and in and out, Heil PL2T. The biggest piece of advice that I have for newbie podcasters is that when you are living in somebody's ears, especially if you're going to be in earbuds in their ears, You do need to make sure that the audio quality is good enough that they aren't cringing. Sibilant S's, what you just heard, that stuff. Pop filters, so you don't all over them. (laughs) I know, right? Because that was annoying. And I also learned that if your content is excellent, your audience will be forgiving most of the time, as long as you're not hurting them. The biggest lesson that I learned this year about podcasting is I had gone down a rabbit hole of life where things were very complicated and very hectic and required all of my time and effort just to live and pay the bills and take care of the kids and make it through the days. But I kept podcasting that whole time. I just podcasted more or less on autopilot for a while And because we had no money, and because it was a struggle just to keep going, I neglected being part of a community. I couldn't travel to any conferences or anything like that. I still can't. But I let that stop me from being part of the larger podcasting community online. But because of Rob and Elsie on the feed, and because of Elsie and Jess on She Podcasts, I have found a way to find community of like-minded podcasters and really wonderful, exciting, interesting, fun people who are very supportive. And I think that's awesome. I love finding out what everybody else is doing because I love sharing cool stuff. And so when I come across a podcast that I know my listeners will like, I am thrilled to be able to share it. In fact, do we have a library of promos just so that we can go and grab a person's promo if we find that oh, this is a podcast that my people will like. Here, I'm going to go snag that promo. Hmm. Idea. This is my other problem is that I have lots and lots of ideas of really cool, great, useful things that I don't have time to do. So So that is the biggest lesson that I've learned is don't live in a rabbit hole. Do come out of the hole like a groundhog and find other people It's so much easier to do online. Find other people who love what you love and do what you do and care. It's kind of a cool thing. But mostly, I wanted to thank the Sheep Podcast audience. You guys are really amazing. I see you on Facebook all the time. And even if I don't comment, I'm reading everything that you say. And you're a really wonderful group of people. And Elsie and Jess, thank you so much for having this idea and for building this podcast we know, we know how much work it takes. And you guys are amazing. So thanks. And Elsie, I had such a great time talking to you the other week. That was so much fun. I hope everybody has a fantastic new year. And I hope that 2015 brings us in the podcasting world a lot of really positive press so that podcasts are recognized as much as procasts are. Thank you so much. And if your hands are too busy to pick up a book, come over to craftlit.com where you can turn one on.
0: Well, uh, that was fantastic. Amazing. Uh, amazing. And thank you. Oh, my God, you guys sat through all of that. So, or walked or watched dish, dish, dishes. Good for or, you. you. Or you drove are across straight lines. I know. You get a free dedication certificate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Episode number 31. As soon as you design it and print it yourself. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. If you guys got some, you know, love from this or if you were super inspired by listening, share it. You know, share it with other She Podcasters, share it with newbies, share it with people who you think that's gonna that are gonna benefit from the show. And of course if you're not part of the She Podcasters Facebook group please come on by and join mm-hmm. us over at ShePodcast.comslash group. slash yes. group um, and be part of our mailing list as well, which you can also find even if you just go to ShePodcast.com, right at the top, you can add your name to yep. either the, the directory or just um, get or yourself just, on the email list.
1: Yeah, exactly. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of our community and our group again. And and we would love to hear which Part of it, you know of the show that you enjoyed the most, whose advice you think is the best, what tools you've tried and what's worked and hasn't worked, and
0: you know, just love your feedback. Yeah, absolutely, because we can keep on going and going with all this stuff. So thank you so much, ladies, and we'll be looking forward to a fantastic year in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm.
1: Dream yeah. big in twenty fifteen. Yay! Yay!
16: Bye-bye.
35: The, <laughs> the,